Davidson. I'd like you to join me and the ministers of music from here, Water of Life Church in Plano, Texas, as we minister the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus, which is the power of God. Smith Wigglesworth, in his day in the early 20s, had met a gentleman. Actually, the, name, the guy's name was Barry. And Barry had an unusual job. Barry was an executioner. Back in that time in London, he was a hangman. When there was a, a murderer or somebody that needed executed, Barry did it. He was the one that pulled the lever. He was the one that hung the guy. Barry said that after, it, um, after helping kill so many murderers, he said he believed that the spirits from those men went into him when they were, when they were killed. Those murderous spirits. And Barry's life got worse and worse and worse. And it came to the point where Barry said he couldn't bear it any longer. He was going to commit suicide. He was going to kill himself. And he decided that the best way to kill himself was in London. They would, he would, uh, on the train, they had doors to each compartment. So Barry was going to get on a train, open the door. As soon as, as, as another train was coming by, he was going to throw himself into the other train. He figured that'd be fast. And he would be dead. And he would no longer be tormented as he was. You're in torment. Listen. So Barry was going to do this, but he ran into a young man who Smith Wigglesworth had just spoke to the day before, and the young man was born again. And the young man was so excited about meeting Jesus and so happy and so, so at peace that he decided that he was going to minister to other people about being born again, about meeting this Jesus that he had met. And he saw Barry get on that train, and he went in and he started talking to him. And he talked to him enough that Barry started listening. And the young man said, I want you to come down to our mission. We'll help you. So Barry the hangman followed the young man down to the mission. And this is where Barry met Smith Wigglesworth. And Smith Wigglesworth preached him the gospel, the same gospel that Doyle preaches and the same gospel that I preach. And this hangman, uh, Smith Wigglesworth said, he sat in a chair and he said, for three hours, the power of God was on this man. And he said that as the man was sitting there, you could see a vapor rising up from the man and going out the ceiling. He said, for three hours, nobody touched him, nobody spoke to him. But this is what was happening to the man. And at the end of those three hours, Barry the hangman was born again. And Barry hangman was saved. And Barry the hangman went home. And he had two young men, two boys. And the boys had already told her, their mother, we can't stay here any longer. Our father is too crazy. He's too mean. We're going to have to leave. Well, Barry came home. And they, they went to Smith a couple days later. And they said, what have you done to our father? He is a totally different man. Totally different. What happened? Barry met the king. Barry met Jesus. Barry met his hero. And I want to real quickly introduce you to Jesus. I first want to go to Philippians 2. Jesus was God, but he loved us enough that he left being a God and he came to earth. Philippians 2 verse 5, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not Robert to be equal with God. Why? Because he was with God. There were two there was the Father and there was Jesus. They were both gods. But who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but 
made himself of no reputation. If you look that up, he emptied himself of all his godly ability and he became a man and he took on him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. That is just like a man. He became just like us, just like us. And like I shared last week, he became just like us because he had to reverse what Adam did. And the only way he could reverse what Adam did was to be like Adam, to be a man and to reverse it. Well, here it goes on. But made himself of no reputation, took on him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself. He was a man and he still humbled himself beyond that. Then he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. I want you to turn with me to Luke 9. I love this passage. We're going to see in this passage the man Jesus, the real man Jesus, how he thought, how he moved, and how he, you know, you watch TV, you watch sports, you watch the movies, you know, there are so many of us that are looking for a hero. We're looking for a hero. We watch TV. We watch the news. And we're searching for a hero. Well, we, I've got a hero right here for you, folks. I've got your hero. His name is Jesus. Verse 51 of Luke 9. And it came to pass, when the time was come that Jesus should be received up, he steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem. He knew it was time. He's headed for the cross. He steadfastly set his face to go to the cross. Why was he so serious? Why was he so steadfast? Why was he not going to look to the right and to the left? He was going to look straight, and he was headed to Jerusalem. It tells us in this passage, 52, and he sent messengers before his face, and they went and entered into a village of the Samaritans to make ready for him. And the Samaritans did not receive him because his face was as though he would go to Jerusalem. The Samaritans didn't like the Jews and the Jews didn't like the Samaritans. They saw Jesus had a steadfast face. He's headed to Jerusalem. And they said, can't come here. We're not going to accept you. And when his disciples, James and John, saw this, they said, Lord, wilt thou that we command fire to come down from heaven and consume them even as Elias did? And look what Jesus said. But Jesus turned and rebuked them and said, You know not what spirit you are of. For the Son of Man is not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. Do you hear that? I want to read that to you again. For the Son of Man, Jesus, is not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. Why was he steadfastly headed to Jerusalem? Because you needed saved. Because you needed saved. You know that word saved. I love the word saved. Everybody here knows this word sozo. You know what sozo means? Yes, it means saved. Do you know that the woman that had an issue of blood, you know what the Bible refers to? Her that being healed? Zozo, saved. Sozo, healed. The gathering that had 3,000 devils in him was healed was set free. You know what word the Bible uses to describe it? Sozo. Saved. Do 
you know, the little 12-year-old girl that had died and the, uh, the synagogue leader went to find Jesus to come and pray for his daughter. Jesus came and he raised his daughter from the dead. You know how the Bible describes that? Sozo. Saved. Made alive. Healed. Delivered. Sozo. Why did Jesus come? Why was his head face steadfast going to Jerusalem? Because we needed saved. We needed healed. We needed prosperity. We needed raised from the dead. That's why he came. And that's why his face, a man's face, your hero's face, a man's face, steadfastly, I'm going to Jerusalem and I'm going to get him saved. Turn with me to Philipp, uh, turn with me to 1 Timothy. Verse 1, uh, chapter 1, verse 14. This is Paul speaking. He said, and the grace of our Lord was exceedingly abundant with faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. Jesus, faith and love. Love. Do you hear that? Love. You need saved? Jesus loved you. And this is why it came. And the grace of our Lord Jesus, or the grace of our Lord was exceeding abundant with faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. And this is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation. In other words, everybody believe this. That Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. Do you see God, Jesus saved, bury the hangman, a paid executioner. And Paul said that he was one of the chief, chief sinners of the world. You know what? Paul never lied. Paul never lied. He said, of whom I am chief. Paul would force Christians to blasphemy. Paul put him in jail. Paul wanted him dead. And you know what Jesus said? I come to save you, Paul. He came to save Paul. Paul was the chiefest sinners, and Jesus steadfastly set his face to Jerusalem so he could save the chief of the sinners, so he could save Paul, so he could save us. Do you see it? He came to save us. Turn with me. To John 12, verse 27. This is Jesus speaking. This is our hero. This is our Savior. This is our Messiah speaking. And he's talking to his disciples. And he said, now is my soul troubled. And what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. But for this cause came I unto this hour. Father, glorify thy name. And there was a voice from heaven saying, I have both glorified it, and I will glorify it again. And the people therefore that stood by and heard it said it thundered. Another said an angel spoke unto him. And Jesus answered and said, This voice came not because of me, but for your sakes. Now is the judgment of this world. Now shall the prince of this world be cast out. And if I be lifted up, if I be lifted up, if they put me on the cross, do you hear that? If they put me on the cross, I will draw all men unto me. Jesus came to save you. He didn't come to condemn you. He is not condemning. He didn't condemn the adulteress. He said, neither do I condemn you. Why? He had a job and his face was steadfastly set to Jerusalem to save us. In whatever situation we are in, he came to save us. He didn't come to condemn us. He didn't come to punish us. He came to save us. 
Now, turn with me to Hebrews 12. Verse 2. It says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith, who for the joy that was set before him, Jesus knew it was going to save us. Jesus knew he was going to pull millions out of hell. Jesus knew that his death, burial, and resurrection was going to forgive billions. It was going to justify billions. It was going to heal billions. So for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Despising the shame. You know what that means? It means that he put it aside. He didn't look at it. He wouldn't look at how bad it was going to be. He steadfastly set his face to go to the cross to save us. You got drug addiction? He came to save you from it. You have cancer? He came to save you from it. Are you in perverted sex? He came to save you from it. He didn't come to condemn you. He steadfastly set his face to Jerusalem to save you from it. That is your hero. Turn with me to Isaiah 50. I'm going to begin in verse 5. This is Jesus. This is Isaiah talking about Jesus. This is Isaiah talking about our hero. This is about the man that came to save you and I, to save us from hell, to put us into heaven, to save us from whatever situation we are in. Now, verse 5, the Lord God has opened my ear. This is Jesus speaking. He said that the Father opened his ear. And I was not rebellious. Remember last week we talked about that to reverse what Adam did, Jesus had to obey the Father exactly. Why? So he could save us. And he wasn't rebellious. God told him what to do, and he did everything the Father told him to do. Jesus wasn't God here, folks. He was a man like you and I. That's why he can be your hero. He was a man like you and I. And you will see that here. And it says, I was not rebellious, neither turned away back. I steadfastly set my face to Jerusalem. And I'm going to go to the cross. And I'm going to carry their sin. And I'm going to carry their sickness. And I'm going to carry their poverty. And I'm going to die. And I'm going to pay for them in hell. And then the Father's going to raise me from the dead. Verse, uh, five, verse 6, I gave my back to the smiters, and I gave my cheeks to them that plucked off the hair, and I hid not my face from shame and spitting, for the Lord God will help me. Do you see? Jesus had to trust the Father. He was a man like you and I, and he had to trust the Father. Why? So we could save us. He said, therefore, I will not be confounded, and therefore, I have set my face like a flint. I am gone to the cross, and I'm going to heal these people, and I'm going to forgive these people, and I'm going to justify these people, and I'm going to redeem these people, and I'm going to make them rich. I'm going to give them everything they need. I steadfastly set my face to Jerusalem to go to the cross now. Why don't you meet him there? 
He is right there waiting for you. He has been raised from the dead. You have been forgiven and justified, sanctified, redeemed from the devil. You've been healed. But to get there, you got to meet him. And how do you meet him? It says in Romans 10 that you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. What do you do? Thank you, Jesus, you died for me. Thank you, you went to hell for me. Thank you, you were raised again for me. And I believe in my heart you are raised from the dead and you then shall be saved. Amen. Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the ministers of music from Water of Life Church. She would love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at kd at kdwol.com. Or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, Care of Water of Life Church, Post Office Box 861-327, Plano, Texas 75086. You may find her on the internet at www.kdwol.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless.